0: Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 142! I'm Joe I'm Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and we are here for some more Batman! Um, we're doing Batman Returns, another Michael Keaton uh, film. So that's that's a good sign, in my opinion. Um, but before we get into that, guys, I just you've been watching, playing, or doing. Um, I'm going to go first, because I saw. I saw a movie that I think both of you guys might be interested in. I I did put it in the Facebook chat. So I watch The Empty Man. Have you guys heard of that movie before? Nope. No. So so this movie actually got advertised in the beginning of the pandemic uh, in 2020. I believe I want to say it was around Halloween time. Um, well, I guess it's a little bit after the pandemic, uh, because it was October of 2020, um, but that's when they advertised the movie because it's a horror movie. Um, so the film is about this somewhat interdimensional demon called the empty man. And if how you, how f- can
1: it be somewhat interdimensional?
0: Cause there's a cult behind it. And I don't know... I mean, cults are garbage, but, like, what you see in this film is like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Um, So I I normally don't get scared of, like, uh, just horror movies in general of, like, a killer. But when when there's, like, scary cults and shit, this movie freaked me the fuck out. There's one scene... I'm not going to go into detail, but there's one scene where uh, the protagonist you know kind of infiltrates their little cult ground and shit and something's going on and you're just like what are they doing by the fire and like and then he like stares up at the flame and shit goes on and then he his head comes back down because the the flame goes all the way to the space uh and he like comes back to reality and like all the cult members are looking at him and I won't go in, that's all I'm going to say but like there's other parts of the film where you're just like what the fuck is going on um, it's not on Blu-ray by the way so the the way that I put it a link in the Facebook that's the only way you're able to watch it there is some streaming sites that are doing it but I you know I, I found an alternate way where you could watch it but who uh,
1: distributed it like why is there no uh, home release
0: It's Fox so it was so it's Disney. No, it was created before the Disney deal.
1: Yeah. So well, like, I mean, they own it now, though,
0: right? Technically, yes. But okay. Fo- Fox went up to this, like, unknown director, like, first-time director, and said, here's a lot of money. Do what you want to do. And he made, like, a t- two-hour uh, movie. Oh, is it-, it
1: like a Fox Searchlight deal? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay.
0: So, um... It's funny because, like, the title... You know, like, when when you watch a movie, like, the title of the movie does, like, the introduction, like, the prologue? You don't get that until, like, 35 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so it's really interesting on how he did things in there. So I I highly recommend it. I think it's going to be a cult classic, and I think it will be re- re-released on Blu-ray at some point, hopefully when things come back to normal. Or maybe it'll re- re-release on theater somehow. It was... It, A lot of um, critics gave shit about it, but a lot of people that, you know, like YouTubers, uh, I don't know if you watch Chris Stuckman on uh, YouTube. He's a movie reviewer, but he highly recommended and I I watched his review, which made me want to watch the movie, and it was good. Um, I I finished a game. I played Friday Night Champions because after watching Rocket, I wanted to play a boxing game. So I played that boxing game and, and beat it 100%. So there's a game I defeated, and that's all. <laughs> um, Andy, what about you? I, I didn't get a whole lot done in the grand scheme of things. I played a
1: ton of Earthbound. That's kind of been the only game I played, I think. I feel like I played something else. Probably Mario or Tetris or something. You know me. And um, I fell deep into this rabbit hole. of. I, I, do you guys know who Tim Rogers is? He's a video game reviewer, and he used to him. work on video games. Yeah um i he does these like ludicrously long deep dive videos reviewing games and um one of the guys from my life in gaming recommended his final fantasy uh uh, remake review and i was like yeah okay maybe i'll check that out it's fucking like three and a half hours long and i was like "Ah, i'll start this and then i'll see what happens no it was it was good like it was good from the get-go and i didn't watch it all in one sitting it was like you know a couple sit downs after work lunch breaks over breakfast, that kind of thing. Luckily, it's split into chapters, chapter, so it's easy to do that with. Uh, it was extremely good. Like, I liked it a lot. And then I discovered that he had done a similar hour and change review for Death Stranding. So I went and watched that. And then at that point, I was a fan. So I watched this review of Pac-Man, the original arcade thing. He got like three and a half hours out of it, and it's all really interesting. And uh, just like an hour before we started recording, I finished the one he did on Doom, 1993, the original Doom. And it's about doom's cultural impact and doom and doom two and quake and quake two and 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 the johns and he talks a lot about masters of doom the book but then he also talks about like it's cultural impact to Columbine and all it's it's really good really thorough really good videos it's just you know you see that runtime and you think no i'm not watching three and a half video three and a half hour review of doom but it's more than a review so it's it's really good also um in the Death Stranding one, I don't know if you guys recall this, but at the very beginning of Death Stranding, there's a quote from a Japanese author, uh, 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 Ko Abe. And uh, Zach, he's the author who wrote Woman in the Dunes. Oh. That movie was based on his book. So I, I didn't know that until until I was watching Tim Rogers' stuff. But he also wrote another novel... Um, face of another which was also adapted into a tesha movie the same guy who directed woman of the dunes but that's a huge a huge uh, tan- tangent right there um but at the beginning of death stranding there's a quote from one of his short stories and as part of the review he wanted to link to that short story so you could read it and get a little context for what kojima's trying to quote in death stranding he couldn't find that it had ever been translated in english so he did it himself <laughs> He translated the whole short story and put it on medium. And I've actually I was working my way through that before Uh we started recording. I'm about halfway through it. It's just a short story, so it doesn't take much.
0: Is that the quote Uh, where it goes like the first bang and all that stuff uh, about outer space or whatever? uh,
1: it's about a rope the rope or something yeah. like oh okay
0: rope rope in the pole yeah yeah, yeah that,
1: that that's it like that quote is from one of his short stories and i guess it's never been translated in english so tim rogers did it himself and just put it for free on medium so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I kind of just wanted to like recommend like Zach, you would really love the doom review. He does like, there's a lot of stuff in there that I think would resonate with you. And like, I learned a lot and I think even though you've read masters of doom, I think you'd still read, learn a whole lot from it anyway. And I you'd both like the death Stranding one, the death Stranding one he did. Um, when he was at Kotaku, I didn't realize this, but he did the last thing for Kotaku. I ever cared about Kotaku putting out. He, uh, he did those videos that were—they um, weren't called Austin Translation," but that was the idea. He was just playing the Japanese translate or the Japanese version of Final Fantasy VII, and then comparing it to how they, <coughs> excuse me, how they localized it, and like the nuances of well, in Japanese it was supposed to be like this, but they did like it's interesting if you're um, interested in uh, localization, which is hmm. a weird. A weird thing, especially back in the '90s, like they would just like completely change the meanings of stuff. Fam- you know, this is this is an anime, not a video game. But famously, uh, in Pokemon, Brock's like, "Oh, I love donuts," and he's eating a rice ball because like Americans don't know what rice balls are, you know, that, that kind of <laughs> shit. But yeah, his videos are really good. You just you just gotta you gotta be ready to spend some time on them. But I, I recommend doing what I did, just like, oh, I'm eating lunch, I'll watch the next chapter. I'm getting ready for work, I'll watch the next chapter. I'm, you know, stuff like that. But it's really good. He's he's a he's a really really intelligent guy. And he's really thorough. Like he's, I guess he played Doom through like six times. and played Doom two six times and the new Doom and Quake and all the stuff just for this review. So, damn, yeah, it's it's it. it he's a he, he's pretty. I, I'm thinking, I'm gonna watch a couple more of his videos. I'll probably end up being like a, a, a Patreon uh supporter or something because I'm, I'm really i'm really taken with him but the other vid- videos he has one of them is last of us which means i gotta beat it before i can watch that
0: oh okay and
1: uh i don't know if it's out yet but he said cyberpunk is next Ooh, so okay. i'll watch
0: that one what about metal does he do any metal gear or resident evil
1: he has like in the past like i said he was at kotaku and he left now he's doing his own thing this action button YouTube channel. And he's only like five videos in, but again, each video is like more than three fucking hours. So, you know, take that for what you will. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. But yeah, it's, it's really good. You, you, you'd both dig him. And I think most listeners of the show would probably dig him. So check him out.
0: Cool. Anything else?
1: No, nah, unfortunately, like I said, those are like hours and hours long. So it's mostly been that and then playing earthbound when I get the chance.
0: Cool.
1: Oh, uh, the new issue of Nintendo forces out. Uh, it's great. The cover story is, no more heroes three and uh there's a bunch of stuff in it about suda 51's career i was reading that too
0: okay
1: cool also recommend i like that magazine zach what about you
2: um still been chipping away at tiberian sun i think i've got like two missions left and i'm done um Is that,
1: does that game get real hard sometimes sometimes i, I know it, that I, I know that some of those games like honestly they're they're over my head toward the end of some of those stories it's uh,
2: It really depends on the mission, like what's going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it varies, just like any other RTS, I think. Um, I'd finished reading uh, Casino Royale, the, the, the book. Hell
1: yeah. It, w- it was good, right? I assume.
2: Oh, yeah. It was probably one of the best books I've read in a while, really. Um, I'm mm-hmm. real curious to see what the movie's like now. And I already, like... I brought up at some point, like, we need to watch the original Casino Royale, the goofy, dumbass comedy one. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We go back to watching Bond too. I'm like, after reading the book, I'm like, that, what the fuck? How did they get that out of that book? Yeah. Uh, It's like they didn't even bother. It was just like, oh, it's at a casino. Fuck it.
1: I mean, you know how that, that kind of stuff is sometimes. It was popular. So the movie theater bought the license to use the name and then they did whatever the fuck they wanted.
2: Yeah. Something like that, I figured.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I've got two other Bond books. Uh, I've got For Russia with Love and On Her Majesty's Secret Service, but I decided I wanted to like read them in the order
1: he put them out. That's smart. I wish I would have done that, but for the longest time, I would just deal... they were all out of print, so I just had yeah. to get them where I could get them—Goodwills or used bookstores. So I just read them like as I found them, but. Uh, for my money, the best one is still on Her Majesty's Secret Service. I can't wait till you get to that one. Yeah, I'm curious to see how, how different it is, or if it's much different at all. I don't know. My,
0: it is, and it isn't. My friend said that the Bond books are more, like, violent than what they show in the, the movies. Is that correct? For the most Ye- part, yeah. Yeah,
2: they're pretty violent and grounded. There's not, like, a lot of silly spy shit in it, really.
1: Yeah, a lot of the violence is like matter of factly, like it's it's a spectacle and bombastic in the movies. But in the books, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's a life or death situation and it's not going to be death for Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
2: He also pretty straight up, like, just thinks about sex. It's like hilarious kind of. (laughs) He's just like, man, I want to grope that bitch. Basically, like, honestly, that's like what he's thinking
0: sometimes. Well, they they kind of relay that pretty well, I guess, in the movies a little bit.
2: Yeah. It's just it's kind of just funny to see that like balls out in a book though. Granted, that book was written fucking almost sixty ish years ago, whatever now, seventy. Um, but yeah, um, what else have I done? Uh, it's kind of it's kind of really been in. I had kind of a light week, really.
1: Sounds like it for all of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll get back to gaming soon. I gotta get a. We called it. I gotta get a. Uh, A hard drive for my Xbox Series X so I could just start fucking downloading all those games and put it on a external or something. Um, All right, Zach, I want you to take it away since you're the Batman connoisseur. or I don't know how to say that word. You know what I'm talking about. Connoisseur. 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 Yeah. (laughs) The Batman. Batman Returns. Michael Keaton. Take it away. That's right. So this is a sequel to
2: the original Batman Tim Burton film a few years later. Um, First, Tim didn't really want to do another one. And I guess he changed his mind. Or They said, it will give you a bunch of money. And he's like, well, okay, I guess. (laughs) And, uh,
1: you know, the same way every director is convinced to make a sequel that they don't want to make.
2: Pretty much. But he seemed to have fun with it. I I think what it really was, was they, they gave him a lot more creative freedom. And he's like, well, you know, okay, I guess because uh, some some of the things about the production of the original one he was kind of aggravated with like he didn't like how much the producers were getting involved and like how they wanted to put like a Prince
1: soundtrack in it <laughs> <laughs> he, that, that kind of bothered him I was really surprised they didn't try to ham fist another popular artist into this movie well they got that Susie and Banshee song at the end that's true, but it's just at the
2: end. It's- yeah, that was kind of it. They didn't pull a, a maneuver like they did last time. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, didn't they? Have, um, didn't they have another like popular song at the party with uh, uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle?
2: That was just Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman's version of Super Freak. Okay, he just he just did his own version of Super Freak. That's all it that was.
1: I didn't notice that. That's what the song was. Yeah,
2: it's like just a weird swingy party version of it with no no uh, vocalist. Huh. It's kinda of funny. Uh but yeah, it starts off like Gotham City like thirty, four years ago from present day, and it shows like uh the cobblepot mansion and their family, and then how there's like a screaming, apparently mutant baby that they've had. <laughs> Horrifies the doctor and everything. And then and pa- they
1: lock it in a cage. They lock it in a cage because it's a horrible little monster. Well, yeah, but maybe it wouldn't have been a monster if they'd like I don't know they they don't really show you. I know, but maybe it wouldn't be a monster if they weren't like ashamed of it and keeping it in a cage. But you know, it I, like grabs the cat and pulls it into the cage, and you know. I agree with you.
2: Yeah, the Paul Rubens is like the dad, which is like awesome. Like, I don't know why. I just it, I always
1: just thought that was funny.
0: I was like, "Is that Pee Wee Herman?" And I, <laughs> I wrote it in the Facebook chat. You're like, "Yes, that's Pee Wee Herman." Yes,
1: sir. I didn't yes. realize it was him until you had said that, and then I was like, "Oh my god, it is."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where you don't really realize it till somebody says something.
0: And, and what's funny is I didn't realize it until pretty much I watched it that night. Because yeah, it's a real small part. It's like these parents are ashamed, and they just like decide to put the fucking baby down a river or whatever. There's no
1: dialogue. There's no. They don't even say anything. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like if he spoke, I might have caught it, but he didn't. So. Yeah, this whole opening scene. There's like
2: no dialogue. It's all just conveyed with like you know the visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> like movies should be usually, um, but show don't, show don't tell, yeah, exactly. Uh, but they decide they're just gonna dump him in the the river and they do that, and then he goes in for
1: into the sewer system, and then some penguins catch his basket. That I don't, that, so many questions. Like, I, I kind of let the movie get away with it because of what it is, but so the zoo closed down and they just like abandoned the penguins also the penguin enclosure is connected to the sewer also uh they they, they live year-round like when it gets hot in gotham they don't have problems so also there's so many of them where are they getting food from so many questions
0: so this this is how i answer that question it just raises too many questions just raises too, this is how i answer we'll, we'll it get there, <laughs> we'll get there. Well, My this, favorite part of that movie. Well, this is how I answer it. I mean, I it, sh- it clearly shows in this movie that Tim Burton had, like, almost full control. Um, because then I just, I was like, this is a Tim Burton film. Um, yeah. It, it's kind of, outland- like, the first one, it was a little bit just how, you know, Gotham City looked. But it felt grounded more it than... Was,
2: it was a little more grounded, yeah.
0: A- and this film... It's like Tim Burton just said, I'm fucking you know, Penguin, he's gonna have his own like penguin people at a zoo. And like cat woman, like she's gonna be like, you know, with cats and shit, and that's how she's gonna get her persona, which in the comics she's a fucking thief. But like she, she gets her fursona, uh persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of this some of this is down to the screenwriter too,
2: uh, Daniel Waters. Mm-hmm. Uh some of these ideas were his. Like, I think a lot of the Catwoman
1: stuff was actually his idea. I really like her backstory and, you know, the genesis of her becoming Catwoman. However, the scene where she's lying there and there, she's surrounded by cats, and I guess she has a mental break. That's stupid.
2: <laughs> I think it's kind of like, it's interesting. We'll get there. We'll skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. But... Uh...
1: <laughs> Welcome so, to Big Trouble in the whole podcast. yeah.
2: <laughs> But uh, it, and then it goes back to present day, and there's it's Christmas and stuff, and everybody's doing things. And it shows like Christopher Walken is Max <laughs> Shrek.
0: Best part of and the movie. He's,
1: he's, well, I don't know. He's he a good part of the movie. <laughs> I have a question about Max Shrek, and I'm hoping, Zach, you had the answer to this because I couldn't find out. Um, in the movie, Max Shrek has a son, Chip. Mm-hmm. And when Chip speaks, he speaks with um christopher walken's like uh manner of speech his, his his affliction or whatever is is he doing a bit is that acting did they say we need you to sound like christopher walken because he raised you or i don't what's know what's going on there i, I like, don't was know. that direction or i feel like they
2: just like hey can you do a christopher walker Walken impression is probably what happened because yeah i noticed that too i always noticed that when i watch the movies, like he's like trying to sound like him a little bit kind of works
0: Yeah,
1: no, I mean, it's convincing enough, it's just, I I just wondered, like, I wanted to hear the director being like, listen, I need you to sound like Christopher Walken, I need you to act like Christopher Walken, that's the only way this is going to work, it's just silly. Also, uh, the guy who played Chip was Zangief in Street Fighter. Yeah, that's what I, was I didn't. That's I it. didn't know that. Oh, I, I found that out when I was trying to find out, like, oh, information about him or whatever. And it's like the first thing that came up. And I was like, oh, my God.
0: It's one of my James favorite of moments, moments a, yes, that. Yeah, because I was I was going to say that movie came out in 94 and this movie. Uh, Ninety two. So like that's a good little run there. It, it couldn't it couldn't like crossover right like he wasn't trying to be zangief and he just mixed it up with uh you know this movie right like that these two films weren't filming simultaneously i don't think no right? no I, mean, uh, I
1: don't even think they filmed at the same place so yeah.
2: no i mean I, filming for batman returns probably took place primarily in like 91 you gotta think and then street fighter came out like 94 summer 94 i want to say i'm not real sure I, but, uh,
0: now I want to watch Street Fighter. God damn it. <laughs> someday. But, <laughs> no, we'll um, get
2: there. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, uh like Max Shrek is like a businessman who wants to make a power plant and he's talking to the mayor. And the mayor's like, I don't know about this. We got enough power. He's like, You can never have enough power. There's no such thing. <laughs> wow. And they're doing they're doing a thing, it, which throughout the, as the movie goes on, his name's Max Shrek, which is obviously a reference to Max Shrek from Nosferatu. And you can say Christopher Walken is a blood sucking businessman, you know, feeding off of the people of Gotham. <laughs> kind of like it, I always kind of liked that. Mm-hmm. But um, he's doing a speech thing, and then all of a sudden a giant present appears, and then a bunch of clowns and skeletal men on motorcycles and torch jugglers and shit come out and just cause much chaos. So penguin planned it.
0: I got a question about that. So yeah. wouldn't you think like clowns and skeletons would be perfect for Joker? Like
1: yeah, I, skeletons. I, have that, I, well,
0: I don't I don't know where the skeletons, but
1: uh, I had that same note. Like clowns again. Come on, and and with Joker, it wasn't even clowns. It was just like you know leather coat clad henchmen but they do play it up like oh they're all people that he's stolen from freak shows and in um circuses and stuff so <laughs> i get it like they're playing at the freak show thing but it is pretty samey it is pretty I, what else would you like though i mean they strap they strap rockets to those penguins bags later <laughs> they make up for yeah. like they they double back and they're like no, no, no penguins though penguins are his his arm
2: Here's uh, my thing Joker's goons aren't always dressed up like clowns and shit. Sometimes they're just guys. And honestly, half the time, maybe two thirds of the time, they're just guys. Yeah. Sometimes once in a while, he's like, no, you need to dress up like a clown or I'll kill you now.
1: But, but the, the only clowns. ones that are dressed up for like clowns are always like nine feet tall and muscly. It's just mm-hmm. that's the gag. That's yeah. He's, he thought it
2: would be funny. So. <laughs> but uh, that's just them playing with Penguin's origin, though, in this, where he's he's, uh, he's fucking abandoned and he got put in a circus because he's a weird. He was a freak. Yeah, he was a freak. He had flippers. But uh, it, shows Bruce, it shows Bruce Wayne sitting in his dead and it's like all dark and shit. He's like, he's waiting. Bruce Wayne does, doesn't sleep, he waits. And then the bat signal comes on. He's like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. And he goes, he's Batman. And he yeah, goes this, sh- and he's, this
1: shot will be in the trailer for sure.
0: Yeah, It was fucking cool. Uh, it was cool, but I made a mental note. I said, wow, Bruce is boring. He just fucking sits in a room waiting for a signal. Like, I mean, that's
2: that's what he does, though. He spends his whole day waiting until nightfall.
1: That being said, in Batman Returns, the movie about a Batman, how long before he has a line? Because it is a long fucking time. Yeah, He doesn't need to say anything. I, I know he doesn't <laughs> have to. His actions speak louder than his words, for sure. But still, it's a movie about Batman. Well, no, I would argue this movie isn't even about Batman. This is where they start doing this thing where it's about the the villains in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because you don't even see him for the longest time. And then when you do, he just like stands up and he's like, oh, it's action time. So, of course, he goes out to fight crime. Um, The penguin has made his move. He's attacking the Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Batman does a bunch of stuff. He fucking lights a guy on fire in that scene. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) yeah. I mean, murders people in this movie too, by the way. I know. He sets a guy on fire and he puts a bomb in a guy's belt and then knocks him into... Fuck him. He told him to hit him.
0: (laughs) So Uh, he did. Big time. Can we talk... I I mean, I know it's jumping a little bit, but there's a part where, like, Batman is about to save this woman, but he just totally doesn't even move and lets the woman fall to her death
2: well he tells her don't move because she's a scared woman on a ledge she, he doesn't want her to like freak out follow plus she's wearing heels too
1: yeah, he doesn't he doesn't want her to fall because she's scared of like i don't know small winged rodents flying around her or something yeah but this and is then
2: penguin real- comes out and he goes
0: lawn dart and then it's I like no <laughs> no, I, no no I, I
1: laugh out loud at that part every I, fucking time I know. <laughs>
0: I, I I mean I laughed at it too, but like at the same time, this dude is fucking rich. He has gadgets and he has stuff that he could save her. He literally just stood there and be like, "Oh shit, okay, she's dead." Like I mean, you this, could try to defend and be this like, "This isn't
1: this isn't like Arkham Asylum, Batman. This is like he doesn't ha- he's not Spider Man. He can't just dive off a building and like catch himself with like a, a gra- he doesn't have that style grappling hook yet. That's not a thing right now."
2: Yeah, like the craziest thing he has is like that fucking homing batarang. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I can't figure serious.
2: out how the I can't figure out how the fuck that worked, but yeah, that
1: that's like the craziest gadget he has. Yeah, you know, that's an eye rolling moment. He's like beep beep. He's like programs in here's where all the bad guys are, uh, and then throws it. And then the dog <laughs> catches it. And it was funny. Yeah, it, it was kind <laughs> of funny. But uh, yeah,
2: it's got one of my favorite Batman moments. That when he he fucking beats all these guys up and sets the dude on fire. That dude grabs Salida. She's out there because she's like, oh, I, I was supposed to give him his speech. And it's hilarious because she just walks down there and all of a sudden there's gunfire and shit. She starts freaking out and like throwing papers everywhere. Then <laughs> that clown grabs her with the taser. He's like, come on, man! And he just like looks at him, shoots the fucking grapple thing at him. He's like, you missed. He just, yeah. pff, knocks him out. And then she's <laughs> like, oh my god, Batman. He just looks at her like, no, and he just leaves. <laughs>
1: he doesn't even say anything finds Chekhov's
2: taser perfect perfect uh yes Chekhov's taser perfect Batman moment don't say shit just leave
1: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 dialogue he, he doesn't have dialogue I don't think until like the second act of this movie or something it's it's yeah
2: I think uh it's just curious
1: there's a lot of stuff about this movie that I would love to like take a real deep dive on and I kind of started to for this mm-hmm. um I told you guys when I was watching this initially, I, I told you guys on our group channel Facebook, I really wish there was a black and white cut of this because I really think it would be... There's several scenes in this movie that would be gorgeous in black and white, but the kind of people who are into comic book movies would be like, oh, black and white, I don't want to watch that. Well, I say that, though, but there's there's the black and white cut of uh, Mad Max Fury Road that's pretty well thought of. So I don't know, maybe now's the time. Warner Brothers, come on. Release it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it on Blu-ray. Give me black black and white Tim Burton Batman movies. Come on.
0: I thought not will was- have.
1: People have done that on YouTube though. They've done like six minute spans of it, and mm, let's
0: check it out. There was at times where I was like, "This movie's like way too colorful," so I wouldn't mind having the black and white. Um, because I'm not, I'm not, I don't gush over Tim Burton. I don't go, "Oh my god, I love Tim Burton and his fucking movies and how he does art and shit." Like I, I don't give a shit about his art. Um, his style. I, don't a, I don't give a shit about you.
1: His style. <laughs> has <laughs> As a place, and when it's in that place, it's magical it's perfect it's but magical it's, it's not, but it, it, it's it, it, it like put, anymore it's a coat of paint they put on other things like oh disney's dumbo but it's tim burton now like i don't that's not what i want mm-hmm. i like i like uh either either go all tim burton and we get something like beetlejuice or you take something and you give it just that tim burton spice and you get something like um uh uh what's that movie god damn it i don't know <laughs> it's the last last good movie he
0: made. Sweeney
1: uh, Todd. No,
0: Scissorhands.
1: That that was it for me. Oh, no, it was. Oh, this is really embarrassing. I, I if, if we if this this one gets edited, this has got to go. Um, uh, Planet laser. of the Apes. No, <laughs> I know it wasn't fucking that. I uh, uh,
0: I don't know. I, I I mean, I have the Tim Burton. uh INDB up with. By the way, he's a odd looking big fish.
1: Big big fish. fish is what i was thinking of oh okay I, I kept wanting to say secondhand lions that's not fucking it no <laughs> no <laughs> big know, fish why, is- i don't know why they, i this, i equate those two movies together but big fish was like there's a lot of tim burton elements in it but it's not all gothic and black and white you know there's still like there's a lot of fun stuff in that movie and it's got that tim burton ishness to it mm. i like that i, I it's got to be one or the other and, you know, admittingly, I didn't see Disney's Dumbo. Maybe, maybe they nail it. Maybe they nail the ish in that. And I should watch it, but I haven't. I don't know if I, I will. Either. I either. heard it was all right. Yeah. See, when it, all right is a red light for me. If someone's <laughs> like, it's good, I'll watch it. If someone's like, it's absolutely the worst thing ever. I'm like, mm, I might have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself enough to, to put up with that. I'd say.
2: <sighs> um, Let's see. No, like chaos of Max Shrek gets away and he gets, he gets smuggled down into
1: the sewer. Well, he um, gets away and then is captured by Penguin, which was his plan all along. He yeah. wanted to capture Max Shrek.
2: He got, there was a, there's a trap door that led to the sewer, but he wakes up and then he's like, Hey Maxie. <laughs> and then he starts, he starts telling him like, you're going to, you're going to help me get up there and, Become a person. I, I I've got stuff I want to do. He has his own his own plans that he wants. Says
1: he wants to, he wants to find his parents, but yeah, yeah, he that's what he says.
2: That's what he says, and he that's what he sells him. And then of course, Max Shrek's like, well, why should I do that? And then he tells him like, well, I've got this uh, toxic waste and there, uh, and uh, these papers, these documents, and he's like, I'm Fred's hand. He's got he's got his old <laughs> partner. <hand.
1: laughs>
2: You want, any, you want to see any other body parts?
1: He's <laughs> got a whole lagoon of that. Toxic oh, that goose.
2: Yeah, that's right. And then he's like, all right, so may, maybe we can cut a deal. And he helps him. He decides to help him, I guess. He's blackmailing
0: him. Yeah, he helps him and, like, campaigns him to be mayor, like, a year. Later,
1: later Later, he... Mm-hmm decides Max Shrek decides he's going to use the penguin to his ends because he needs a new mayor so that he can get his stupid power plant approved just his power plant not really a power plant Selena Kyle at this point has discovered that it's actually going to be a giant capacitor which will um, flow the speed of power through Gotham City making the power he already produces more um, expensive and right needed. yeah
2: but yeah that happens she has to go back to the office after she comes home and is like oh yeah I'm not married and She discovers all his files and he comes back to his office after being abducted by the penguin. And then she tells him what you just said. And then he just, he does this thing where he's like kind of scary for a little bit. (laughs) and then (laughs) Backs her to a window and she's like, well, fine. If you're going to bully me, do whatever. And he's like, uh, he's like, you can't kill me. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, actually I can. And then (laughs) fakes her out and then just shoves her out the window. Then you got the the cat, the, the, all the cats coming at her and
1: bringing her back. Warb, she is reborn by cats. Cats, she's always cats. Every
2: time Cat, well, except for Dark Knight Rises, but like there was the shitty Catwoman movie, and then there was this. There was always some kind of like weirdo supernatural bit to the Catwoman thing up till like that last
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, because she has like apparently nine lives because she's a cat woman.
1: I really think it's because Hollywood producers see on paper Catwoman is sexy, is a thief, and they're like, "That's eh, it's not enough. We need more than that.
2: I guess so. I guess.
1: They don't understand that Catwoman is a pun on Cat Burglar, and that's really all you need for the whole character. And they're like, no, there's got to be more. That being said, I do kind of like this take because it's different. It's, it's
2: very... They, they really hammer home the feminist
1: thing in this movie, too.
2: They do. And also, she's just fucking crazy. <laughs> it's it makes it, it it's kind of appealing in a different way. I don't know.
1: They, they make it pretty clear that she's like suffering from like a multiple personality thing because yes. she's like homicidal toward Max Shrek, but also she doesn't want to be and like falling in love with uh, Bruce. This Bruce. movie has
2: this movie has a big thing about duality going on the whole time. 'Cause it was her duality, she's all now Now her personality split up. And then when Bruce meets her is he's, he's kinda of doing that thing again where he's like, hey, you know, maybe I can get maybe I can get with a chick, you know, kinda of settle down a little bit. He, <laughs> he's like, No, I'm Batman. He, I got I got Batman shit to do too.
0: He kinda of mentions Vic, Vicki Vicky Vale down the road. Because he does. And it didn't work out. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it didn't work out and like he like jabbed at Alfred for like showing the Batcave and shit. <laughs>
1: I like I like that dialogue. <laughs> but, um, I'm here working. I turn. Oh, oh hi sailing. Vic. <laughs> oh hi Vic.
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then there's penguin. There's penguin's duality. He gets caught up in all the the charisma of being like the man about town, and and then Max Shrek sells him that bill of goods about being the mayor, and he buys into it because unlimited poontang. He's like, <laughs> <"Argh."> <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> uh, but uh. Then Max Shrek. Max Shrek always acts like he's this benevolent businessman guy, but in reality, he's like this ruthless fucker who apparently kills his partner and throws secretaries out windows, executive assistants, whatever you want to call him.
0: <laughs> so I, I got a question too, because, like, you know, obviously she comes back and, like, surprises Mac Sh- Max Shrek, uh, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm here still. And he's like, whoa, I told you on vacation. Come on, or something like that. Well Yeah. Time. Selena, you hurt yourself on that ski, that ski slope. Is that why you cut short your vacation? And then she's like, oh, it was a blur, <laughs> complete blur. And he like still lets her work there, which, huh? which well, he also,
1: tells his son, he tells Chip, like if she tries to blackmail me, I'll push her out a high window, which I really, <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Until then, I got batter fish to fry.
1: Exactly. He's like, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to worry about this right now. I guess this will be okay. Mm.
2: Yeah um but then they they do this plot thing where they set they set it up to where one of penguins clowns shows up when the mayor's trying to make a speech he's like denouncing the violence Mm -hmm. he goes in there and steals his baby goes down the sewer and then you hear oh no the horrible penguin man ah please don't kill me (laughs) he comes up from the the manhole and he's holding the baby and that gets him over as a baby face for everybody
0: Gets him over. It did. That's how you get somebody over. So, like this movie kind of predicts, like people in politics fucking are stupid because they just clearly saw this clown steal a baby and then this penguin in a sewer. I I got,
1: I got news for you, Dubs. People in politics have been dumb way before. (laughs) I Uh,
0: feel like the. I'm talking about like like like, the people uh, because the people, the people, kind of follow what they're being told. And showing. I feel
2: like this this always had more of a dig at like media. Um yeah. the newspaper, the fucking news shows, whatever. Like, I, I always kind of felt like that after I got a little bit older and I kept watching this movie. I'm like, this is like people was listening to the news, just taking it for face value.
1: As as the Joker him or Joker, as the penguin himself says, he plays that town like a harp from hell, or whatever he says. And it's true because there's that, that neat scene where he like finds his parents' grave. And then he's talking to the news people and he says, I forgive them. And it's like, he's clearly manipulation.
2: He's totally vamping. He's like, I forgive them.
1: Uh-huh. You know? It's, I, I, it's, I, honestly, like, when I hadn't seen this movie in a few years, right? Mm-hmm. And I was watching it this time thinking, man, I remember this movie being pretty killer. I am excited to watch it again. Because I watched Batman 1989 all the fucking time. Hmm. And I always tell myself, I'm going to watch Batman Returns, and I'll wait for Christmas. Why? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just going to watch it when I feel like it, because at Christmas, I'm always watching on Christmas It movie. is a Christmas movie, by the way. And it's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. At the end, he's like, goodwill toward men and women. And women. But I was looking forward to it, and at first, I was like, shit, did I misremember this movie? Is this movie stupid? And then as time went on, I thought, it is stupid, and it's awesome.
2: It's it's in, a stu- <laughs> in an awesome way, it's kind of stupid.
1: Like, I... Uh Danny DeVito's performance as Penguin perfectly encapsulates everything that's good about this movie. In that it's stupid. Like on its own, if you would if you could like take just his performance and, and and analyze it on its own, you'd be like, This is awful. This is super terrible. But in this movie, it's great i love he's always like the way he talks i think it's the stupid fake teeth he's wearing like i don't know if he's doing it on purpose but he's always like spitting on himself and he's got like black (laughs) spit and he's uh, he's always like sweaty and disgusting it's hot Uh and it's just his dialogue is really good it is really good it's It's, so well delivered like
2: (laughs) it runs the whole spectrum it's like he said he says like really crass shit uh-huh and then at the I, same I like time,
1: you're you're the you're the greatest hero that a young person could have you're the greatest young person a hero could have or something hottest. like honest that's it and and it's she's like, like yeah
2: <laughs> i love that scene though with like he shows up at, at that loft or wherever the fuck he's at and then he's like hey come downstairs i want you to see something he, he baits him with that fish <laughs> A raw fish you got a raw fish when he grabs it he's like ark, 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 ark. <laughs> he's making like penguin noises when he eats the fish
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, I like that scene because you like brings him downstairs and like Danny DeVito is like eating the fucking fish and he, he's got like
2: fish chunks all over him he's just, like looking everywhere
0: he's like what the fuck what like, I this? want
2: you to I want you to be mayor that's got one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie which is like the image consultants yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, Man, the at girl, least my
1: nose is gushing blood the girl's like oh we
2: want you to wear these little glovey things because it turns out voters like fingers
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid fucking
2: line but uh and then
1: just like, real real quick to finish my point about davido's penguin is it also uh perfectly encapsulates the stupid stuff that starts getting introduced in this movie which i have to admit i don't love but it works for this movie and what I mean by that is, uh, after his goons put the stupid little thing on the Batmobile so that he can control it, he gets into his campaign van where there is like a child's ride the Batmobile plastic, like put a quarter in it thing, the kind of thing you see outside of Foodland. Yeah. One of those. And he gets in that. And he appears on a little screen inside the Batmobile where he taunts Batman as he drives around and runs over pedestrians and and blows cars out.
0: That's my favorite scene, by the way, because it's like...
1: stupid it's so <laughs> idiotically dumb like that's that's the kind of thing that someone should have cut out of a script if they deserve their pay and thank god they didn't thank god that made it in the movie because it's great
0: my, my favorite part is seeing michael keaton in a batman suit like while he's running over people it's just him going oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's just like this like you just <laughs> Because that ruins the Batman image. Like, oh, my God, Batman is literally in Gotham City just running over people right now.
1: I think it's funny, though, that he has the presence of mind to be like, I'm going to get a CD and I'm going to burn this. He puts it in a little thing. He's He's got 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 a CD burner in the Batmobile. Weird. It's weird. Why not? He's got a bunch of money. It's 1992. He could do that. Well,
0: one of my (laughs) other favorite scenes with uh, Michael Keaton is like, he decides to go like on patrol with his Batmobile and he like circles around where Penguin is, where Penguin's in the little office, like writing down all the the firstborns that he wants to fucking kill. <laughs> later, yeah, he reveals later. <laughs> yeah, and he and, like Batman just like stops and like stares at him through a window and just like keeps on going. Like, I don't know. That was a little weird to me. Like, I understand, like the point they were trying to go into a like something's up with this guy. I'm
1: watching you penguin. They never establish why he suspects the pain. Peng- like he's right to do it. It's a good thing that Batman suspected the penguin of wrongdoing, but they never established why even Alfred's like, why don't you leave the crazy penguin man alone? He's like, I don't know, Alfred. I just have a bad feeling. about." It,
2: it was after that scene that he, uh, like when he was on the news and it was like the first time they were all like, Oh, you know, he saved the fucking, the, the baby, the mayor's baby and stuff. He, he's just like, I don't know something about this guy. It might have been how he was vamping. He he was he was acting, you know, a little bit.
1: And then a fish, he, a fisherman recognizes another fisherman. Yeah. This guy's crazy, like I am. <laughs>
2: when he he goes down to the back cave after that. He starts looking up like uh, some shit about uh, like a penguin man or something, and he finds that newspaper article about the red triangle circus, and ta- it was talking about how kids would disappear when they would go to the circus. Hmm. that's why he was like huh there must be some connection here i don't trust this guy anymore that's how they
0: established well that that also brings my favorite part where alfred brings him his dinner he's like (laughs) it's cold it's cold
1: He tells him what it is which i can't remember because i'm not fancy it's vichy Mm -hmm.
2: swear sir he just looks at him like
1: just quiet for a second it's
2: supposed to be cold (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then He just eats it. It's
2: a weird right. scene,
1: but it's funny. Always, mm. they always got to laugh at it. It just looks like runny tapioca. Like, what even is it? Fishy. It's it's
2: um chicken broth, uh cream onion and leek soup, and it's Ugh. it's served. It sounds weird. It's French. It's something French. Um, give it a shot. I guess. Hey, anyway, uh, penguin's bidding for mayor. He's setting him up, uh. Yeah, he does the thing where Catwoman's blowing up Shrek's department store.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really like that because she flips for no reason. No reason at all. She She's crazy. Out of the department store and they're standing there like in the middle of a fight and they're like, what the fuck? And she just goes, meow. And then everything <laughs> <boom>. <laughs> And it's then
2: Penguin's so was like, crazy. I saw her first! Gotta fly! <laughs> and he makes the helicopter fucking umbrella thing and flies away.
0: Yep.
2: So, oh, shit.
0: Zach, you made a thing like The first movie, he was tied down by the, uh, you know, uh, the production company. You would think that this movie is more production company controlled because there are parts where I'm just like, and the meow is kind of like. In there, like, like I, I could see a uh, production company be like, we need more like cat puns and shit and like. Penguins no, let's let's
1: pause. We're gonna zoom in on some of the uh, the dialogue that they give Michelle Pfeiffer for Catwoman is so cringy and so terrible. I really hate it. And I'm not, I'm not saying that because it's like feminist. She's like, I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. No, it's I... just the way I, I, it's just I don't like it. It, it makes my skin crawl. I was it, gonna I, say. It, it really seems like feminism written by a bunch of men. That's what that's my problem. Yeah, I think. I, I was
2: gonna say uh, I noticed watching this movie get back to back, watching the two of them so close together. This one's a little bit more cutesy. It's a little bit more funny uh, yeah. than, than the other one was. It took itself very seriously. There's only a couple times. Usually, it involved Jack Nicholson <laughs> or something like. People always say like this movie's so dark creep me out but like honestly there's like more comedy in this movie yeah what's funny about uh, jack ha Jack Nicholson fried that dude with a buzzer and then he's like a
0: charred skeleton <laughs> and he talks to it well we get something similar <laughs> like that later down the road um yeah <laughs> but my uh, tell me if I'm wrong I think Michael Keaton in this movie even though something shine where he shows his Michael Keaton esque of his acting in it, but it, it feels less Michael Keaton in this movie than the first one. Am I wrong?
1: What, what, less, what parts are you talking about?
0: You it, mean like he's in it less? He's in it less, and he doesn't have that, like, Michael Keaton personality. I was going to bring
1: that up, because in the first movie, he doesn't do this, but there's something Michael Keaton does in almost every movie he's in, and he does it in this one. When Selena Kyle is looking in that window, just window shopping and talking to herself, he comes across a, a Crosser, her he's like selena is that you oh it's nice to see you when you're not with shrek hey we should hang out do you want to come to my place and maybe we'll almost Bye. have sex and she's like yeah that sounds like cool. a good time but when he's when he's proposing it to her he's talking to her. so i don't know do you want to like go out sometime he always does and i i hadn't caught it before but this i was like ah he did the thing he did the michael keaton thing i love it because i don't do you want to like hang out sometime or <laughs> it's great i love it I, la- I laughed out loud i was like "Yeah, it's in this movie it's
2: perfect he did do that actually in the original movie it he was when i remember it it was when they're in the library it was shortly after vicky left his house and then alfred was like oh, i like it when she's here i feel a certain weight is lifted from this house and he looks at her and he looks at him and he's like alfred when are you gonna marry her <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> that's not quite what I had in mind. So. He does.
0: He does it in the Spider-Man Tom Holland movie too. He does it a ton of times. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I love. I I want to say that I think Michael Keaton is one of my favorite actors. Like to, at least top five because I don't he's know one of mine. Is, yeah, I
2: but, loved him in that movie. He he made that better.
0: <laughs> but after, it, we wa- after we watch these, we gotta watch
1: Birdman. I keep thinking about Birdman. I wanna watch bro, it so
0: bad. Amazing movie. I it, it it's funny because he brings up references of him like doing the Batman uh, role. Well, that
1: that's that's what it's a takeoff. of yeah. this is like oh, I, this is my whole career has been overshadowed by this idiotic superhero movie I did once, and I just wanna break out from that. And that's and he know.
0: does like after that movie, he kind of breaks out like I mm-hmm. uh, I wanna say Almeta. Yeah, I, I want to say, like, literally after that, it was like during the time where White Noise came out, and then, like, eventually he became, you know, uh, the villain in, in Spider Man. And then he's a all-
1: superhero movie, though. Yeah.
2: He kind of had a little bit of a resurgence there in the late aughts,
0: mm-hmm. he,
2: but he was dead for like a few years. He's just, just did yeah. a bunch of nothing. But anyway, anyway, uh, they frame up Batman. They they that that dog stole his his homing ring. <laughs> and then Penguin goes to like the ice princess's fucking tent. She's like <laughs> she goes, uh, I push the button and then the tree lights up. And then she's like, No, no, the the tree lights up and then I push the button. And I'm like, How do you <laughs> it's an yeah. example of that dialogue
1: the, the movie's trying to be feminist with one hand and then it's doing that with the other hand it's like no nah, it's not gonna work movie you're gonna be consistent. and she's
2: dumb as fuck because he yeah, comes oh, in look there, how
1: dumb this blonde is
2: then, like uh, yeah sure like she doesn't recognize who the fuck the penguin is and everybody in the town fucking knows him now yeah. and then she's like who are you and he's like talent scout and he's got that fucking battery <laughs> and she's like, is that a camera and he's like Say cheese, and she does like the pose. He's like, That's another
1: great moment of DeVito's performance because he's like, and, like <laughs> perfect. It is. Oh
2: my god, I-, I love him in this movie! Yeah, um, but yeah, that sets up the whole frame job deal. And then she, yeah, she falls off the building, dubs was complaining about earlier because there's bats, and he goes, Long dart, and he throws the dart.
1: Turns the, out, turns <laughs> out Catwoman has teamed up with the penguin to take care of Batman.
2: Yeah, because they fought one time, and then, of course, he was blocking all her hits and shit until he got tired of that, and he backhanded her. Look, there's only so much he can take. (laughs) Then she's like, I'm a woman. He's like, sorry, and then she almost kicks him in the fucking nards. See what that gets you? (laughs) Well,
0: and what's funny about this film, like, Batman was like, I'm not going to punch a woman. Like, that's, like, not my thing. Instead, he he, throws,
2: like, a napalm grenade at her,
1: what kind of fucking Batman weapon is that? He, like, takes something off his belt, shakes it, and it starts to glow like a glow stick, and then he throws it at her, and it fucking burns her skin? What is that for? (laughs) It's for getting cat women off of you. That's what it's for. (laughs) It seems like, you know, I guess if he needed to, like, melt a doorknob or a rope or a cable or something... I could see him using it for that, but it's got a tiny bit of that sch- Schumacherism that he—it's got a fucking glow, the little, gl-
2: the little glow, yeah. It was a, a <laughs> harbinger of things to come.
1: <laughs> Someone saw that and was like, "I want the whole movie to be this."
2: Joel Schumacher saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then it—the scene where they hack his Batmobile and he's fucking driving him and shit, and then his. <sighs> His Batmobile breaks apart, turns into like a weird, smaller think, version. A
1: thing that they can make into a toy. Which I had. I had. I had that toy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets away, and the, the, the police are like against him now. The, it seems successful. They did it. But yeah, as Andy pointed out earlier, Batman recorded Penguin when he was taunting him and shit over the, the connection. And later on, he makes a speech, and then he plays it. He hacks, he jams the signal from his house which i noticed that i was like how does everybody jamming each other's signals like all the way across the fucking town
1: i was thinking about this a little bit and i wondered if it wasn't like hey the joker did that i should know how this is done and, that, and that. now he's like incorporated it into his bag of tricks
2: you know what you fixed it for me <laughs> i i totally didn't think about that
0: the, that that scene was cool until like Bruce Wayne decides He's to like a wow, be a wow, DJ wow. and go wicka wicka and like repeat the thing again.
2: <laughs> it was kind of funny. I don't it, know. It was it's funny. Old it,
0: old. it, like, it, like, I chuckled and like rolled my eyes, but I was like, huh. And I then like it, how
2: his little CD player Trey has like a little Batman logo on it. Of
1: course it does. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> <I think. laughs> but yeah, he plays back the audio. He's like, I played this stinking city like the heart from now. And then everybody's like, hey. He said bad stuff about us. <laughs> I and don't they,
1: like you to pancake good man.
2: Then they start throwing fucking produce at him. And then he makes a fucking
1: comment. Why does everybody always have eggs and tomatoes in his speech? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, I think I had said kind of the same thing. Was, Where do they get all that food from? And then he says that. There you go.
0: And then he, then he just it. starts to shoot at them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck oh, them. Yeah. So he gets away. He, he swims back into the sewer. And, he's, and then he's like, I'm not fucking Oswald Cobblepot anymore. I'm an animal. I'm Penguin. Crank up the AC. Get me my list. And then he, he tells everybody his plan, which is he wants to kidnap all the firstborn children and throw them into toxic waste.
1: It, by the way, my favorite... One of my favorite villain moments in any Batman movie is also in that scene because he's like, "We're gonna s- steal all these children and then we're gonna lower them into toxic ooze and blah 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 blah." And the guy's like, "Isn't that a little?" And then the guy, and then looks at him real mean and shoots him. He says, "No, it's a lot." <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's great.
0: Because you're just like, wow, this, like, big clown dude is like, yeah, this is kind of like, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I want to terrorize the, uh, you know, the city, but I don't want to, like, fucking kill Kill children.
2: children. (laughs) he just want to terrorize adults and cause property damage.
1: Another moment that's a little too goofy for this movie, but at the same time is just goofy enough for this movie, is when they're collecting the kids, they're putting them inside of, like, a stupid little train that would, like, drive around a mall. (laughs) The penguin also has the duck. It's yeah, one of my he's, favorite he's, lines he's, in this movie. He's got it's got like he's got, it's, got, it's got like four wheeler wheels on it, and also it extends and the and the, the 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 wing like comes up like a fucking Lambo door or something. It's got that
2: engine that sounds like a fucking Dodge Challenger or some shit. Yeah, but it's got one of my favorite lines. This whole movie has to do with that. When he goes to the party, he crashes the party. Hmm. He's got Max
1: at gunpoint, and he's like, "Get in the duck." <laughs> hear that Get in the dot <laughs> mean, the dialogue in this movie rips it's great i
2: know but uh uh yeah that that batman's kind of able to clear himself i guess just based off of that and um i feel like we, we missed a scene there or something
1: uh, it's okay i mean we're gonna we're gonna double back and talk about themes and stuff but uh you know catwoman is disillusioned with penguin after he tries to kill her and well, she sent out all the signals yeah. i don't think i like you, I you know, anymore I don't, <laughs> I don't think i like you anymore and then he tries to kill her well it's what he succeeds in killing her it's one of her nine lives of course yeah uh strek tried to kill her batman tried to kill her penguin tried to kill her it's three
0: um all the men trying to kill her
1: uh batman stops the little the little She's toy train that's stealing all the children and he sends a monkey with a note that says batman is sorry the children will be out <laughs> <a good weekend."> <laughs> 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 And, that's when uh, he gets the
2: penguin army
1: <laughs> and then batman is in a bat boat which is also just there to be a toy he could have just came with the monkey and just beat up the penguin that, that would have worked but no he's got to be in a fancy bat boat that we can make into a toy well you got to have the batwing moment see that was the escalation
0: yeah so I also, I also this, had this is boat. gonna be
1: a happy meal toy but uh he stops the penguin um the He's the penguin has sent out all his little penguins and they have little rockets on them and they're adorable. <laughs> and like, is there an action figure of those penguins? Because if so, I'm eBaying that shit.
2: I had some. some. I had uh, a lot
1: I, of shit for this movie. I got I gotta have those. Like penguins are one of my favorite animals because they're they're awesome. They're little tuxedo birds and they can't fly, which is pathetic and hilarious. And <laughs> these ones have rockets on their backs, so that makes them even better. But anyway, um Batman scrambles their signals and they all come back and they launch all their rockets and they're blowing up the zoo. That's Uninhabited except by penguins, and uh, let's see. He has kidnapped Max Shrek, who's there, and he tells him his evil plan. And then he gets out because he steals keys from a monkey. And Catwoman shows up, and that's kind of like we're we're at the the climax of the movie now. And uh, speaking of how great the dialogue is in the movie, I've been anxiously waiting for us to get this scene because I that's part of the reason I blitzed to it. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, I think my favorite scene in this whole movie, or my favorite line in this whole movie is uh the big, oh, Batman's like, oh, you, you we can live together, and you don't have to be evil, and we can stop this Selina. And he, like, tears off his mask, which is weird. Mm. And uh, Max Shrek goes, Selina? Selina Kyle, <laughs> you're, you're fired! fired. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne, why are you why? dressed up like Batman? <laughs> because he is
2: Batman, you moron!
1: <laughs> and he's
2: like, was, and he shoots him! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: <laughs> whole thing, because uh, oh. my my favorite favorite sentence of this whole movie is, "And Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed up like Batman?" Like it's just like, oh well, should I say
0: was?
2: <laughs> oh my god,
1: that's oh, uh, so funny.
0: I literally died laughing when he, he did that because, like, he does that. He goes, "So Kyle, you're fired. You're and fired." The, <laughs> Bruce Wayne why are you trust a in batman, batman. <laughs> or should i say it was and like shoots him and i'm like oh my god this this is why i love christopher walken like when he's like when he's full walking this is what you get like out of a, like i bet you know like you're gonna be a mayor he's like whoa okay this could be crazy but i'll do it <laughs> give me money and also the
1: gun he has only has five rounds in it right
0: yeah, you because know. I think Selena counts it. Doesn't she count it when she's getting shot? She's like, you know. She shoots a Batman once, oh, yeah. he
1: shoots her four times.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yes.
1: I, I understand that there are some wheel guns that just have five rounds in them. It's just weird.
0: It looked weird. It kind of looked like one of the revolvers from Half-Life 1 a little bit. Some the, kind of magnum. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: th- I think it's so that they can show that she has died eight times at the end of the movie. Hence the just-before-the-credits reveal where she, like, stands up and you can see her on the camera. And, of course, she's never seen again, but it's, it's like, she didn't die nine times. She died eight times. And I feel like there's a cut of this movie where he shot her five times, and they're like, no, it's more poetic if she's got a life left. Maybe.
2: Maybe. Anyway, she gives she gives Santa Claus a kiss mm-hmm. with the taser and then shocks the fuck out of him, and then Batman digs his body up and
0: he's, he's like,
2: all... It's like a Tim Burton large marge thing.
0: And his eyeballs are just <laughs> bulging like this.
2: And then Penguin emerges from, like, the fucking sewage, and he's all, like, gross, and he's, like, this black blood shit's coming out of him. And he's, like, uh, 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 and he goes over to get, like, one of his umbrellas, and it's, like, the cute one with the parasol thing. And he's, like, shit, <laughs> I picked a cute one. I'll murder you momentarily. And he just fucking croaks. And then the penguins they, they they send his body off into the water because they're sad.
1: Mm. Uh, in the HD version of this movie, it's real easy to see the mat that they have dragged him into the water with. It's just a little thing I noticed this time, which is which is shame because I that scene is so bizarre and so weird, but I still like it because the penguins like they aren't even touching him. And it's supposed to be like a funeral procession because they like these penguins adopted him when he was a kid and they're his family and they're like sad because he died. And you're sad because the penguins are sad. It's just weird. I'm also like, sad because A Devito died. Yeah, they, but they don't—they don't have fingers or anything. What are they doing? What's going on in that scene? And they're dragging him with their flippers. No, they're not. If you look closely, they're not. We well, are not supposed to see this in fucking HD.
2: <laughs> we're supposed to see it on a DVD or a VHS tape.
0: They have little rocket things that they made a little mat and pulled them. I don't know,
1: but yeah, and uh, when he when he hits the water, if you look closely underwater, there's a mat that like someone uh, a stage. is like pulling from out of the shot real quick. <clears throat>
0: um, I, I I don't think we talked about this, but I, what do you think of the? Because they kind of reveal that they know, like Bruce knows that Selina is Catwoman, and Catwoman is, uh, I mean. Catwoman knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman because when they're at the party, they kind of repeat the thing that they said to each other when they first fought or something like that. I forgot what it. Do
1: we have to fight now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like
2: that. I like that scene. They both yeah, show up. It was, it was supposed to be like a costume ball. They both show up just normal.
1: That I, wish is their that scene went, I wish that scene went on longer. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of like poignancy to that, too, because... It's like where's your costume? And it's like that is his costume. Like that's that's what's clever about that scene and all that dialogue with him is a lot of fun. I really like that she's like I'm gonna kill Max Shrek tonight, and she has a gun, and he's like whoa, 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 let's let's settle down a little bit. And all that dialogue there, that's a lot of fun. And then that scene ends really
0: quick. You know what? A been... big one
1: has to crash the party. Yeah, he does.
0: You know what would have been really funny? The kind of the payoff at the end with Max Shrek with the uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman. Imagine at the the costume party is like. Bruce, you should have wore, like, I don't know, like a bat suit or something. I love the dialogue he has <laughs> with the mayor too. It's like he
2: ruined his plan to get a new mayor installed and everything, and he's, like, taunting him, and he's saying, like, this really spooky shit. And he's like, it doesn't matter who's mayor. I'm the light of this city, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, it matters to me. And he's like, yawn, and he just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. <laughs> then there's an explosion. Mm. the penguin appears. You
1: didn't invite
2: me, so
1: I crashed! (laughs) And stuntmen are thrown into a Christmas tree for the second time in this movie. Yeah. People get thrown into Christmas trees a lot.
0: Yes.
2: And fall off buildings a lot.
0: So, I guess, I mean, I think we obviously say that Danny DeVito was good as Penguin, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's...
1: (laughs) I have a hard time determining whether he adds the most to this movie or if it's uh christopher walken like they both steal a lot of scenes and honestly michelle pfeiffer does a really good job with some really bad dialogue they give her some stupid dialogue but i still there I, I genuinely like her character before and after her transformation are like drastically different they're acted different i think she even like stands a little different she does a really good job with this movie yeah,
2: her whole body language changes mm-hmm. there's like one of those scenes i really like where it shows that is like yeah, when she first gets in the office after she got dropped out of the window and then later on when Penguin's making his last speech or she's trying to or he's trying to she's standing in the background just giving him like the death stare <laughs> like I'm going to fucking murder you as soon as I get a chance. It was good.
0: Yeah, I I want to say like Michelle Pfeiffer's, it, I I liked her as Catwoman. Besides like the cheesy lines, I think she probably one of the I mean besides like the TV show 60s one, like The 61s, uh it's kind of like hokey, but like this one, I don't like the the Batman uh, Rises. Uh, no, me, this
1: is my favorite Catwoman. He, yeah.
0: Like, there's, there's no like,
1: it's not hard to decide. This is the best Catwoman in my
0: book. Yeah, because. But that's the
2: one that's a thief. That's the one that's most like the comic-y books. Yeah, that's one. I know,
1: I- but. I still like this one. I, just
2: I do, too. Yeah, I I'm like saying. this one, too,
1: the most. Too. I was just saying that's what somebody would say. Yeah, you know, they they would be right to say that. But Alfred, this had is my big... favorite adaptation of Catwoman for the Silver Screen.
0: Alfred had a bigger role in this one, and he was more on the uh, comms and stuff, where he's yeah. kind of helping Batman through some uh, scenarios and all that. Another,
2: another sign of things to come. Yeah. Alfred gets more involved gradually, except in the last movie. He's, like, dying.
0: He's old, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I died in that movie, watching that movie. You're uh, going
2: to die again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What else do you want to say about this movie? Because, I mean, I, I recommend it again because of Keaton. I think Michelle Pfeiffer kills it, I think. uh, Christopher Walken's funny <laughs> in this all, film.
2: All the main cast did a great job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I love the look of it. Uh, the HD transfer especially is like awesome. This is like this was like one of the first when I, when I first started getting Blu-rays. Uh, this is like one of the other first ones I watched, and I was like, "Oh wow, this looks fucking great in HD." Except for like you were saying the matte thing, that was like the only thing I noticed that felt like, "Eh, it's."
1: Yeah. It. Sometimes you spot little things like that, but it's okay. It's still a good movie.
2: Yeah, still great. Um, and yeah, it's not really quite Pinewood Studios. Apparently, they had uh they were slated to go back but something happened and that fell through or whatever and they couldn't
1: That's go so back. weird to me because I know you guys have both seen those those photos from where people broke onto that back lot and took a bunch of pictures of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was still there. So why not use it? I I don't know.
2: I don't it's know t- what they t- It's gone t- t- now
1: t- sadly, but yeah. This was 2000s sometime, but yeah, like two guys just like broke onto the Warner brothers lot and found the place where they had filmed the 1989 Batman and like took a bunch of pictures of it. It was really cool. Looking.
2: Oh man. It's so awesome. But uh they did a good job rebuilding it. Like in a, in a stage they pretty much built that city. Uh, and it, it's pretty close to like the same feel of the old Pinewood studios back lot and everything.
0: Um, one thing I kinda wanna mention, um, so like after Batman is like running over people and then he get, gains control and shit, like there's a part where the cops are chasing after him and like there's like a small part of the alley. I like how he just like takes takes off part of his Batmobile <laughs> to go through that little tiny hole. And I forgot
2: about that. That's one of my favorite lines, is when he's flipping the switch, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Huh. And he does it again and he, like <laughs> it's it the, the alley's coming, he's like, All right, now I'm a little worried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there's a part where Alfred says, "Well, we just can't take this car to just some Joe Schmo at a, like a garage or something like that to get this fixed." And like Bruce is like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> like yeah, I know. Later, well, later,
1: well- later in the movie, you actually see him working on it. Like he's there. He's mm. got his stupid little um, working on a car coat, and he's got a, his tools. Oh, he's he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he puts
0: it back together. <laughs> Uh, so I mean, I recommend it. What about you guys? Of course, yeah, right.
2: full-throated endorsement.
0: All right. Uh, so next movie we have in the Batman is Batman Forever, uh, which we get into Joel Schumacher. Um,
1: the 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 two we've watched have both been great. I'm sure that will continue forever.
0: Hmm. Uh. Forever. So that's when we have Val Kilmer as Batman now. Uh, and Jim Carrey as a Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. So, uh, it, it, this movie, I mean, we'll get into it later down the road, but this movie I was kind of half and half on before it turns to craziness. Uh, but I'll, I'll save my opinions for when we get there. So remember to watch Batman Forever, and then come back here, and we'll talk about it. Um, so, do we have any news? Andy, I know you had some news to talk about
1: i have news um sony has announced and this is not really surprise; it was inevitable but here we are sony has announced that they are going to take uh the playstation 3 the psp and the playstation vita stores all offline in july so if you want any games for any of those services now's the time you got to get them also this is a a gentle reminder to anyone that is in the situation as well but um, if you have had a PlayStation Plus membership, you've been getting free games for all of those services all along. Like, even if you haven't had your PlayStation 3 turned on or something like that for a while, or, or your Vita, your PlayStation TV, you've been getting those free games. So, before this happens, if you want any of those games, you got to get on there and download them now. Like, they'll stay active as long as you got a PlayStation Plus account, from what I understand. I hope that's true. But you won't be able to download anything after that. And, so- um, this is this is another one of those moments everyone's like, oh man, they're going to take this down we they're not going to have access to all this great stuff anymore. And people keep acting surprised.
0: They've like, been doing you, this for a long time.
1: If you don't buy physical, this is going to happen to you. Every time. It's going to take a few years. But like when Nintendo took the Wii shop down, everyone was like, all oh, these uh, WiiWare games are going to be gone forever. A lot of WiiWare games infamously never got physical releases. So those games are just lost. Uh, Castlevania Rebirth is lost it's gone forever mm-hmm. uh, there's a bunch of other really good WiiWare games that I just I can't pull to mind right now But they're, they're just gone unless Nintendo decides to re-release them um uh, today in the mail I got something which is kind of relevant to this I bought uh, and I'll describe it for people listening to the audio version but I bought this and it's uh it's just Final Fantasy 7 and Final Fantasy 8 physically for the Switch they they, they uh, remastered 8 and 7. It's it's the port of the Switch version, I think. Uh, whatever. It's kind of a remastered version as well. Both of these games are on sale on the Nintendo shop right now for $7.99 or $6.99. A really good deal. These games are both classics, and I actually own them both on PlayStation, so this is kind of like silly of me to get anyway. But I paid $50 for this because I want to own it physically because I'm a weirdo. But I'll have this forever now. Like if I want to play Final Fantasy Seven VII or Eight on the go, I'll just have this now. But if the Switch shop goes down in five years because the Switch, the Uber Switch is out, then the Uber you, Switch you can't deal with this shit anymore. It's gone forever. So you know, check out uh, the PlayStation Three, PSP, and PS Vita stores, and uh, you have till July. So. I was going to comb through, I have all three. I'm going to comb through all three stores and try to figure out what I need to get from them.
0: I'm sure I have wish lists that I've forgotten about. But... So my question to you, because uh, you read up on it. So if you download it, you'll have it. So it's not going to like, you know, because the shop will go down. And, I don't know. Somehow the game won't work or something. No, I mean, they can take, think, think about PT. That's the
1: famous example. If you downloaded PT, yeah. you still have it. But if you didn't download PT, you can't download it anymore. It's gone. So mm-hmm. similarly, um, people in the Xbox 360 could have downloaded the Simpsons arcade game or the X-Men arcade game, and if they did, they still have it, and they'll have it unless they delete it. But those games were both delisted by uh, Konami or whoever because of a rights issue. Fuck Konami. And now they're gone. You just you can't even download. If you want to play the Simpsons arcade game, you better find an arcade cabinet because that is the only way to play that game. Unless you downloaded that on 360, of course. Uh, Scott Pilgrim game on the PS3. I have it on my PS3. You can't download that, but Small. you can't. You can't again because it's been re-released now. But it's still for the longest time the Scott Pilgrim versus the World game
0: was the poster child for. Uh, it's now on Switch, right? Going away. What's that? It's on Switch now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it's on Switch, and I think it's on PS4 and Xbox One as well now. Great game, by the way. Highly recommended. It. It's a lot of fun. It's a beat 'em up. Uh, I also bought a physical version of it from limited run games because I'm all about physical stuff because, and this is, this is another reason why also I just, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said for, I like having a physical, I like having stuff on a shelf and then just satisfies part of my brain, but also, you know what else satisfies part of my brain, keeping things I paid money for. So just something mm. to consider. I, like if you have a digital only console that you just know you'll sell in a few years, like if you're the kind of guy that just always like trades up, it, this won't affect you. This kind of stuff doesn't really matter. But I've never been of that mindset. Like, I can't stand to buy something knowing I'm not going to keep it. It just seems seems strange to me. I, I want my things. Whenever I purchase something, I want it to be mine. I don't want to own the rights to use it for a few years and then it goes away, you
0: know? Yeah. So that that, that I have to get a, a, a external hard drive for my PS3 and start, like, transferring it just so that I have it. Um, yeah. Because just in case yeah. the system goes... <laughs>
1: double check me on that playstation plus point but that's that i read something to those along those lines on twitter but uh as far as like good downloadable games go if you don't have it i'm trying to think of stuff to recommend uh they did um bionic commando remastered it's on ps3 and 360 but it's only on those two consoles that game's great you gotta get that uh, i'm trying to remember other things that i would recommend the sequel too yeah, 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 yeah. The sequel to I, I should have come better prepared for this. But yeah, just Google like best downloadable games. I'm sure, I'm sure every news online gaming rag is going to do. Uh, oh, games you can't do without on the Vita marketplace or whatever.
0: Well, that kind of you brought up a good point about physical media and stuff because like I'm staring at my PlayStation Five digital only console, and it's like at some point that console is going to be obsolete where yeah. if you don't download all the games you're, you're that system is literally going to be a 500 hundred dollar brick uh something we don't
1: know the answer to yet but i saw uh it was actually try from my life in gaming brought this up on twitter and no one at the time of him posting it had a good answer to the question um if they take down these stores does that mean we're not going to be able to update games anymore because there's a lot of games you got to remember that was the beginning that generation of consoles was the beginning of hey we'll patch it later. Oh, we'll just patch it later. We're going to be lazy game developers and we'll just we'll have a day one patch and it'll be huge and it's going to fix all these glaring terrible issues. You know like like save game deleting bugs, stuff like that. Yeah. So if they take away the store, does that mean we can't update games that we buy used anymore? Like if you buy a game at the flea market, eBay, GameStop, whatever and the store is gone, can you not download an update? Are a bunch of these games going to be like insane unplayable status now? We yeah. don't know. We
0: I don't, don't know. Probably,
1: probably, probably. Either that's, that. Most people are saying that's likely.
0: Yeah. And, and like, I hate to do, like bring the console like war bullshit that's happening, but a lot of bad things are marketing wise are happening bad for Sony. Like, even though we know like shit gets obsolete and shit has yeah. to. To like uh, be closed down and all that stuff, but after like Xbox, you know, acquired Bethesda, now they're you know talking about getting more developers, and Sony's like, hey, let's do what Xbox is doing and bring our exclusive to PC, which apparently that's pissing off a lot of Sony fanboys, uh, because they're...
1: They're... I didn't I didn't hear about that. You mean they're gonna be like Spider Man and Horizon? To well, PC or what? Well, they're
0: testing like the other uh, zombie game. Um, I've, It's the one with the motorcycle. Uh, oh, um, Dead. Dying. No. Dying uh, no. Dying Light. No. Oh, fuck, no. Oh, fucking no. Something. I
1: can picture it. Like, I can see it in my mind. There's a motorcycle place, but whatever.
0: It, it has one. zombies in it, and that's getting yeah. a PC release. Like, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, that first one went on the PC. And Jim mm. Ryan, the president's like, more exclusives are going to be heading to PC. And Sony fanboys are getting bent out of shape because they're just like it's going to devalue our uh, console. I'm like, it's not Good. about that. It's about other people playing the game. It's more. I've, people- never,
1: I've never understood people who think that their experience with a game is devalued by other people enjoying that experience with the same game. That makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah. So like, they're they're getting bent out of shape, and they're even getting more bent out of shape about the PS3 and the PSP uh, PSP. PS Vita, um, you know, closing, yeah, PSP closing their stores down. Yeah,
1: I, I think this is, this isn't as big of a blip on a lot of people's radar. I think it's, it matters to like weirdos like me, maybe to, to the two of you, I think to Zach at least, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I I don't know, like. It it sucks because people aren't realizing until it's too late how important it is to preserve this kind of stuff. And I I don't know. I, I understand it's unrealistic for me to expect Sony to keep stores online forever, but I don't I I don't I don't have a good solution. I just don't like it. That's all.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Zach, did you have any news that you wanted to bring up, or was that a no? You had two things. Okay. Uh,
2: one was the. The global chip, chip shortage reaching crisis point. <laughs> uh, and it's like, according to this article, it's likely to continue for a little while longer.
1: And that affects like virtually everything, right?
2: Yep. It's PS5, Xbox, uh, the car manufacturers yeah, are, I mean,
1: are affected like, by this. Everything from the PlayStation 5 to your Samsung smart fridge has, has this shit in it.
0: Uh, well everything's affected by this pandemic our phones too yeah.
1: apparently, apparently both Apple and uh, Samsung whoever they've they've delayed their next big phone releases
2: or this is funny to me supposedly the uh, current administration will launch an investigation looking into the semiconductor shortage and I'm like
1: what, what the if? fuck are
2: you all going to do about it
1: yeah they're all in China <laughs> China hasn't been making them for a year yeah Done. All, I did it for you. Where's my paycheck?
2: <laughs> and they're, they're just saying that. We all know they're buddies with them anyway, right?
0: <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Uh. Yeah.
2: But uh, anyway, uh, that's kind of a downer, I guess, a little bit. But this is the Batman-related thing that kind of got me happy. Um, A few years back, I want to say maybe about eight years ago, uh, eight to ten years ago, there was a proposed idea at the DC offices that got shot down uh, back when they were doing the new 52 stuff. And that idea was to do like a mini like a continuation of Tim Burton's Batman 1989 in comic form. Oh. Um, and it just, they shot it down. Uh, I don't know why the timing wasn't right. Maybe they didn't think it would sell good, something like that. But just now they announced that they're doing that. They brought that idea back and um, they're also doing it with like the Christopher Reeve Superman. Um, so they're going to have like a six issue mini series of both. Cool. Um, so maybe we find out what happens to Catwoman, you know, maybe. maybe, maybe we get that Riddler story. We, we never got before. Who knows? Uh Sam Ham, one of the guys who worked on the screenplay for the original Batman and I think Batman Returns is doing writing duties primarily for this. That's cool. Um Yeah, so I'm gonna check this out. It's coming out in digital first. It's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that. Um <laughs> we just had an argument about physical and shit. Well yeah, but, I, I uh, think
0: they're I think they're doing it. Uh, it's it's weird, maybe, probably pandemic wise. They're just like, We're just not gonna you know, do it physical.
2: No, that, that's not why. Uh, it's they they still do this thing where they act like digital's like a thing, and it, it really isn't in America. And that's getting into a whole other topic that's going to be real lengthy. So I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> like they they do this first with a lot of things. They do a digital only release, and then months later they do the issues, and then it gets collected and do a trade. But that's all supposed to happen like in fall. It'll get collected. I'll probably have it. I might get the. I might get the single issues. Actually, I don't know. Hmm.
0: Oh, I actually do have. I mean, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up, Zach? Before I get into yeah.
2: this, that's it. Uh, the Batman stuff comes out summer, and then late summer the issues come out, and then it gets collected into trades in the fall, unless something changes. Oh.
0: This is news that you want to probably hear because I know you uh, both of you are uh, wondering how this movie is going to be, but Black Widow got a release date finally. Um, July, yeah. July 9th of 2021. It will be in theaters, and you could also watch it on Disney Plus if you want to.
1: It's going to be that um, that uh, premium thing like they did with uh, Mulan and, and Ray of the Lost Dragon, right? Yeah. Okay, that's
0: what I thought. I, I might this This might be my debut of going back to like movie theaters because I'm because I'm not paying like fucking twenty or thirty dollars to watch a movie on um, TV. I want to see it,
1: but eh, not like that
0: yeah so um it looks like movies are slow slowly opening back to the theaters I I think that what they're probably gonna do is what Disney plus is gonna be doing. I mean, if you want to stay home, you're gonna have to pay more to see their movie. Um, and if you want to go to the movie theater, I mean, pay that price, then you'll do that. Which, yeah. I, I see their point, because they're going to want to get that money somehow. And if it's going to be in a, in some type of streaming uh, capacity, they're going to want to get some revenue out of that. Uh, besides, you know, getting the uh, basic revenue of, like, Amazon Prime or Disney Plus. So... <laughs>
2: They got to get money somehow. They're fucking drowning in debt.
0: Yeah. Well, they got, they got China. China. Av- fucking Avatar, man. I'm still pissed off about that. <laughs> uh, but other than that, any other news you guys wanted to bring up while we're here? Negative.
2: Nope. Just wrestling news for Thursday.
0: Yes. Getting some color. Um. You know. Nothing wrest- real
2: major to talk about yet. It was just, just save that stuff for the show.
0: Yeah. WrestleMania is around the corner for that, so... Ooh. There's going to be people. Yeah, people. And they released the card on Raw because they just had to sell, like, tickets. So there's no. Because said, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, If you want to catch more Big Trouble Podcast, make sure you go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and type in Big Trouble podcast and watch all our catalog of all 100 and, 142 episodes. Uh, And, you know, uh, listen to it, review it, and tell us how good or bad we did. Um, But until next time, everybody, see you later. Thanks for listening. Goodwill.